everyone. Welcome back to Real Life Murder Mystery. Two episodes ago, I wanted to share with you how surprisingly low life and low level this mysterious sounding group Illuminati is in 2023. And I wanted to introduce you to a few and just quickly go over their profile, who they are, what they present in life, etc., and then I only spoke about two or three, so I just want to add a few more. This is still the most current article on www.real-life-murder-mystery.com, and they all have images, if you want to have a look. Who terrorizes the world? We spoke about Helmut Schoenherr enough, and I'm just scrolling through the list. Then there is a person called Shiloh Hoganson, now goes by Lil Doll and is um, a rap artist that's like a random evil person. And uh, Onision, I keep reminding you, is one of the most dangerous persons in the world. He got her to meet him in real life. And according to YouTube, they had a pretend relationship. I mean, he told me that they didn't have a real relationship, that he just hired her to because he already knew that she is a gang stalker and wanted to get in touch with her. And he pretty much ruined her, I would say. She had like a low-key music career that was just beginning. Now she's hiding like all other Illuminati and the career is down the gutter. So this is Little Doll. Real name is Shiloh Hoganson. And there's a lot of material on her because Onision made this a public spectacle pretending that he started a relationship with her while she was underage. In my mind, that is also this psychopathic storytelling and you will find a lot of information if you have the nerve to watch these videos Pretty much what happened to her is what happens to gang stalking victims too, destroyed on all levels. I don't know why he shaved her hair. Maybe that was the revenge for also stalk Britney Spears. Tyra Banks, we also spoke about already. Then uh, Frank Teabo, I don't know if we spoke about him. There's a problem with this whole family except the real parts of this family, which would be Patricia Teabo. We found her. She was stalked into a mental facility and they stole her house. But Miranda Thiebo, everyone who is stalked, knows her as one of the worst persons. She thinks that this would be her son, Eric, because she doesn't have a daughter. But she says that Eric and uh, Frank, and here's where I am a little confused because there is a third, uh, which is John Thiebo, that they always commit crimes as a team. In any way, this Frank Thiebo, and uh, at this time, I really want uh, to give a shout out to the Salesforce boss, Mark. Frank Thiebo apparently tried to sell some of my stuff to him, and he took 160k from this uh, person, Illuminati gang stalker involved in death hunts, elite blackmail, all sorts of scams. So a typical Illuminati operating like hundreds of profiles. He has a ton of botted images out there. And in case you don't know, the more botted images someone has who specialized or who has software, 
I don't know if there's any specialization other than having the right software. So the more botted images you have, the easier it is for you to decide how this person really looks. And uh, I think I published three of him. And there's also data broker reports with a lot of email addresses and other information that lead you to the same mix of, you know, companies run by fake identities, missing people, dead people, all these sad things. Kevin Kuschel, I already discussed, the local leader with uh, access to a fake uh, ambulance that gets called through a fire department. And uh, the number is associated with him as well as a number to low-income housing. I think I forgot to mention in the last episode that it is really interesting for investigators to look into his background report because you will find another, which I'm absolutely sure is another stalking house. There are like 50 or more court things listed with his house. And I'm not even sure that every court case even makes it to data brokers. So that looks really out of the ordinary. And as you can see in my example, where already two non-existing cases or fake cases have been filed against me and then are dismissed, whereas in this eviction case, they only dismiss two and three, which is money I owe for rent and alleged damage, which is really cynical if you look at all of the videos that I made of how they created damage by constantly pouring water down the hole that they dug in the bathroom. So yeah, Kevin Kuschel, interesting to look at his whole asset history. And uh, I'm not sure that this is all proper and decent. The next is Wesley Marks, Wes Most. You find him on YouTube as Westmost. He is the alleged pedophile, alleged by me and alleged by Onision, Phil Province, who also goes by Jim Browning, J. Moe, and then a few hundred, says that he's, and I don't even want to say the world, that these two are <laughs> from two, no, the other word I, I need to X out, that they are bros from two. <laughs> so that is Wesley Marx in this gang stalking. If you have been treated by the mafia part of gang stalking, so by the people who also have, and um, just for clarity, these are not mafia people. It's just that they have access to a set of tools that is normally only owned by mafia. And to my knowledge, they lost access to it mostly. And if anyone attacks me now with a microwave weapon, they trace, and it's just a matter of a minute or so until this attack stops and they just lose their weapon. Wesley Marx has microwave technologies, so do these tiabos. And it is hearsay. I just heard it from a person, from, a, let's say, from a banker. Wesley Marx, together with the tiabos and also Phil Province, Helmut Schönherr and Faribots Nasamastovi have 12 bank accounts, none of them in their names, but you still find it through the background reports and uh, things like that with billions of dollars of British pound, of euro, and they also have Bitcoin. So they are really not that intelligent. I'm not sure why they would buy such a traceable 
coin, as I have learned from John, from uh, John McAfee. I personally am totally not interested in crypto or money as a topic, so I really don't know much about it. To me, when I first heard about it, I thought, well, that is some government bullshit, just so that they can trace better who is trying to hide things from them. And uh, yeah, it turns out that I might have been right with that. Wesley Marx has a YouTube channel. He has several YouTube channels. The most interesting is called Kit Boga. K-I-T-B-O-G-A. Why is it interesting? Because they always show low-key what they have on a more sophisticated level. And this is a pretend scam beta, meaning he pretends that he goes after Indian call center scammers and things like that. Whereas in reality... They are the Indian, only most of them are not Indian. They just use voice changers, but they do both. What they might have overlooked is that they use software that is owned or controlled by Onision. So that was not that clever. Wesley Marks, Westmost is Kit Boga. They have three Wesley Marks. I'm referring to the black person. You find an article with an image and a lot of different addresses and name variations. I think I called it something like Ago Clown or so, but you'll find it if you look for it. And he is one of the leaders involved in this more than seven day death hunt on me. I could feel that he's sadistic. So he is a really, really disturbed motherfucker. And he allegedly has a diaper fetish so it should be relatively easy to find a lot on him. He used to work, and uh, he pretends, I forgot to mention that, together with a pedophile Phil Province, he pretends to be a pedophile hunter. They had for years a project together and also a YouTube channel, Bakeline. And this Phil Province is extremely fascinated by Chris Hansen cases, I'm sure Chris Hansen doesn't need any introduction. You all know him. And he, I'll just say it, I think it's time. In my mind, he misled them to believe that he's working with them. Whereas in my mind, he, he just, you know, was trying to get to them. And uh, there's no need to try to attack Chris Hansen, really, because he has protection by my ex, Mark and probably then some, but he really got this paranoid Wesley Marks to hop on several streams with him. The same applies to Gangstalker, who goes by Anonymous Gene. But uh, let me first think, is there anything that I have to mention about Wesley Marks? Oh, I just remembered something. I mentioned this fake hospital in Milwaukee, where this fake ambulance brings you anonymously so they don't want your um, health insurance card or your identity. They just don't want to know who you are. My health insurance also has no claim of uh, this event. I mentioned that in the podcast episode yesterday, I think. And he's hiding in this hospital. These gang stalkers are under the impression that they can come back from the dead. So this is why they are not worried that the government, now the army, the recovering, the slowly recovering army who has been harmed tremendously, together with the elites and now and for the first time, mafia leaders, some gang leaders, 
and also for the first time some police is involved and it's also by the way the first time that someone trusted the army and called the army the elites would typically go after these illuminati and that is not the first time happens a ton of times in the history of humankind it's just the first time that army is on board that at least we have like 40 police persons maybe it's more looking from the outside i don't know about that communication is relatively difficult uh, because people can only communicate with me through like let's call it a mafia connection and that just uh, is a little difficult and uh, police doesn't have it so unless they would be invited by someone i wouldn't be able to communicate with them i don't know what the milwaukee police is up to the sleeper cell and uh, yes i know what sleeper cell really means And I always have hope for them, you know. Maybe they're doing so much in the background and there is a point to me being in a homeless shelter while the police is much safer than they have been in years. Refer to the episode, the Milwaukee police is overrun by gang stalkers. And uh, yeah, as I, where I interrupted myself, they, they are not bothered that the government might take them out or the elites might take them out. To be more exact, the government is currently completely overrun by gang stalkers. They are slowly recovering. President Obama and the wonderful Donald Trump, who took it upon himself to try to help America, as well as Joe Biden, who knew that he takes on a very, very difficult role. And both Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have been nearly murdered. What you can easily see for yourself is that All of the recent video footage and images are botted. You don't even need specialized software. You can see that for yourself. And you can also see some traces of storytelling in between. Like, I'm not sure if it really is a typo, if it says, if you don't want us to run again, donate here. By the way, do not do any political donations right now. I'm not the only one who gets, well, I don't want to say accounts stolen because they are all protected by the Bank for International Settlements, but I'm not the only one who lost access to their accounts. I'm just for some reason, half of the reason I know, the only one who can talk about it. And half of the reason is, is that I really went through hell trying to free up my IT stuff and so on, but they also have a ton of help. For instance, someone pirated Twitter. I think I mentioned it, but uh, Elon Musk long lost access to his bank accounts. He's also a very reasonable person, so I don't think he would pay $44 billion for Twitter, but he also doesn't have access for it, to his account. So this was just a pirate action, and I'm very grateful because Twitter was completely in the hands of these gang stalkers too. Jack really didn't do a good job, and I'm sure he's not complaining, and he, by the way, also is still the legal owner. Or, I mean, I didn't look into details like what kind of shares or whatever percentage he still has, but whatever he had, he still has, uh, because Elon Musk so far didn't have the opportunity to pay $44 billions. And then if he wanted to, he could get out 10 times for scam, 
for database manipulation, for misrepresenting the amount of bots and whatnot. Wow, my voice is heavily attacked again, but I shouldn't complain because if you look at Sir Kennedy Jr., then you can see how bad it can really be if they attack your voice. So I'll just silently be like... <clears throat> and try to cut it out <laughs> later on. And they believe that they can come back from the dead. And it is true that every time the government hunted Illuminati gang stalkers, that apparently a few survived. But I think I caught the trick. I got suspicious two weeks in when they were going after them. And I just requested a few changes. I'm not sure I should mention it, but it is a government uh, leaders of all countries are involved. So the Bundeswehr from Germany and you have the French president and so all leaders from most of the world, mafia leaders from all over the world, some gangs, as I mentioned, from America and South American countries, but from health angels to bandidos. So there are a lot of people helping. And if you have heard that they do these insane psychopathic things, they don't. But I requested so far in the past, this is all a tool-based thing. It's really a weird nerd thing. People are sitting there with some uh, weapon they control via their computers the low-key things they control just via their cell phones with 2G, the electricity weapons that have been around for way over 100 years. So there's really nothing, you know, conspiracy theory type about it. It's just that a ton of this information has been deleted from the Internet. But if you look hard enough, you still find it, and it is relatively easy explainable. So what happened is that these gang stalkers, some of them in the past, played dead. They were not really dead. Nobody, really nobody comes back from the death, not even Jesus. And it appears to be a combination of some drug they used that just, but also this weapon where they can cool themselves out and they can make their heart stop for a second. And apparently in the past, the elites and the government were like, oh, okay, this one's gone. Let's head on to the next. I was suspicious about it, and I requested that uh, first they add an hour and uh, number of minutes that I do not wish to define right now to this nerd stuff, to, to this weapon thing, when this weapon says, oh, this one is gone. Then I requested that the army and helpers just add more than an hour to it. And then there's going to be two independent real-life checks in person, these are under surveillance, so there is, we learned from them, right? So there's infrasound pickup, so that there's no person could go in and out without being seen, without being hurt. And yeah, as I said, two independent from the U.S. Army and helpers in the respective countries. The elites are apparently helping and mafia leaders are helping they are glad that they finally know where the shots are coming from because gangs, mafia, elites get blamed for all of this. They have nothing to do with this new world order. They are victims, just like me, and maybe if you listen to this, also you. Nobody is going to come back this time. Because after this, first off, this more than an hour extra might already help, and then two real-life checks 
In addition to that, even weeks and months after, people are checking if there's any use of electricity, if there's any G from 2G to the hyped 5G that they, I don't know where they use 5G. I know that they use 2G a lot. So if there's any internet activity, electricity usage, cell phone activity, even weeks or months after, it would be registered. But it has so far not happened, uh, to my knowledge. And I mean, I have nothing to do with the U.S. Army. I have no affiliation with uh, mafia or whatsoever, except that my expert, I'm not sure if you even call that mafia, he uh, sells weapons to governments. And as you know, one of the things they want, and again, the mysterious number 44 billion, and that makes sense, because the group around AOC is trying to steal 44 billion from the broke U.S. government, the Bank for International Settlements, and your elites are also protecting this money. So it will not leave the United States at this time. And uh, Wesley Marx is one of the few who's trying to kill all of the others. He knows nobody comes back from the dead. As I mentioned, he is hiding currently in this fake hospital in Milwaukee. You will find it if you know how to do these things. If you just follow this Kevin Kuschel phone number, um, that is from the fire department. So you should be able to find out where this hospital is, where he's hiding. So he has a nurse set up. And this is how coming back from the dead works. You play dead and then a nurse revives you. Only this time they cancel the nurses and the nurses will not come in. Then you have Gary Morales who stalked me at the stalker house. He also goes by Tim Petri. Both are not his real name, though. And, uh, yeah, I cannot, I know, I said it once this episode, but do understand, Onision is one of the most dangerous individuals on the planet. And one of the things is he's, he has no ego. And you think you understand it, and you might understand it on an intellectual level, but most people do not really understand what it means if somebody has no ego and is as capable with criminal thing. Well, well, yeah, with criminal things. I mean, yeah, let's not dig deeper into this. In any way, he told me that he got all of these stalkers to throw away their real IDs for security. I'm not sure why you would do that. But I assume that this Gary Morales, Tim Petri, doesn't have an ID. It would have been so easy for the police to just ask him for his uh, ID. He's also an alleged pedophile and a little thing stalker. To my knowledge, I don't have paperwork about it, but so far none of the information I have from Onision and a few others here uh, didn't check out. So he stalks in at least two houses. He's only there half of the week, that I can confirm. The Horror House at 3022A West Pierce Street in Milwaukee and a second in Lisbon Avenue. You will find it via Baylor Finance or Baylor Investments. He doesn't even pay rent in this Horror House where he stalked me. And he stopped paying in April of 2023. He still spends half of the week uh, stalking there. At least that was my last information. As you know, I got fake evicted from this place and my rent was paid. 
What is very worrying about this, Gary Morales, and uh, I have some data broker reports that I can share, is that he is associated with at least two sentenced child abusers, even a DEA most wanted, and his Facebook really looked like a pedophile haven. So really, really, really disgusting. He's an old man. He would be one of the comebacks who didn't come back, but one of the small group who screwed over all of the other gang stalkers, telling them that they would come back, knowing that nobody comes back from the dead. Then there's Paris Ivy, that is the, the fake crack trends. It's a person on crack uh, on campsites doing at least three illegal things there. I think I mentioned her, so I'll just skip over it. A very, very not dangerous in person person, dangerous in person person. And I have a few screenshots of the locked in or of the nearby Wi-Fi stations and devices. And apparently people found that a ton of their electricity weapons run over this person. That might be then the only thing she's good for. Did I mention AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? This isn't a female, it is a male, former drug dealer from Argentina. By former, I mean that Onision is one of the most dangerous persons in the world. And just like also former drug dealer Snoop Dogg, and then a few, he got them out of business, he took their business, and they are now poor They have problems paying for the blood that they're drinking. And AOC not only impersonates Blair White on YouTube via a bot, but she also impersonates two cam girls. And one is, a, I guess she's a sex star, Abella Anderson. To my knowledge, um, it, it just so happened that shortly before she or he this male drug dealer would have been paid. Somebody closed their campsite accounts because they were engaging in illegal things such as incest shows and stuff like that. Now, AOC paid a homeless shelter and the CLC to mistreat me, and people from both organizations came forward. He personally called Lifeline providers that, so that I was sitting in this horror stalking house nine months without a phone, and he is also involved in a drug scam. I'm wondering, because this episode is already getting too long, I should probably put this drug scam into a different episode regarding this weapon scam. I already mentioned it. Uh, Vanguard got a $44 billion order from the government, and they shipped, and the government didn't pay. And AOC and her team are trying to get this money to steal it and get it out of the country without any chance of success. I have a few images from random gang stalkers that they are often around in person when they want to watch me, you know. This time it was that nobody cashes in my check. And uh, I got three images of random, rather poor persons where really nobody can tell me that two police persons couldn't arrest them. Sam Adonis, if I say that correctly, the wrestler who forced himself into my favorite, pro well, my second favorite promotion, really, Triple A, 
Lucha Libre, the Mexican one. My favorite would be Lucha Underground, which I don't know if that was like a like a related thing. At least it had a lot of it introduced me to a ton of wrestlers from this uh, Triple A Lucha Libre. But it has sadly ended, and this makes Triple uh, A my favorite wrestling promotion. And he forced himself into it. It looks like recently he really gets his his lower his lower back kicked there. Faribot's Nasamostovi is so far one of only two Persian people I know about, and I don't know if you know who my father is. That I'm half Persian, and uh, let's not go into this. He briefly worked with me, but I cannot say much about him because I never liked him, and I kind of avoided him. Kevin Treepers from the Bank for International Settlements was also working there at this time. He is a friend and a former colleague, and he invented this Shut Up Fari, and then this was kind of his name. Everyone just said uh, Shut Up Fari, and I don't have a big memory of him because I just, you know, tried to avoid him, and uh, I was in sales. He was a technical person, I assume, and I haven't seen him much. There are images of him on the website, and it might be worth looking at it. He might be one of the few who owns a gun. He allegedly killed a ton of Persian people in Germany, but I don't know if that is true or not. But uh, just in case that he might have a gun and might use it and might be one of the few who knows what this is really about. You know, this fake eviction. These persons tried to kill me over $2,000. Then this black community wants my bank accounts, but this is all nothing compared to what this is really about. But if you don't know it, then you don't. I have images of two fake fire department persons. There are more, but I think that they just uh, recently sent them to this homeless shelter, knowing that I would run into them and that people would be looking at who's coming in here now. So I don't know if they still have many left, but you can see these two randos on the images. Then there's a random dummy Illuminati who put his Venmo and his cash app on his car. And it is Kleklo, K-L-E-K-L-O. That is both his Venmo and his cash app. And he mentions that he wants help to visit his family in North Carolina. The person who served me the fake eviction, the forged court papers. So it is not real court papers, and it wasn't about a real eviction. Called himself Tim Stein, but his real name appears to be Darren Daling, and he is a sentenced sex offender, typical gangstalker. He also impersonated the court deputy of my first non-existing case, where the court says on the record that this case didn't exist, and they fake dismissed it with another forged letter. And uh, really, if you can help me in any way, if you are a, a lawyer or something, I really need to file cases against these people, and I just don't know how. My English is at this dangerous level, well, it's good enough that people think, oh, she speaks English, she has an accent, but oh, she she speaks English fine. But uh, this court's wordings, 
this legal wordings is a totally different story and my English isn't really good enough for that. Then the NBKC stalker are one, two, three, four, six, or like eight really, really random nerd looking nobodies. And I add, I don't have this arrogance against people based on what they have or have not. I have this based on their character. And somebody told them they're a mafia or something, but they really, really are not. The image is 12 years old, and they claim that they either know Mark or me. I don't know any of them. I haven't met any of them, even though they have entirely forgettable faces. Maybe somebody maybe somebody saw me crossing a street or something. I do not know any of these persons and neither does my ex Mark. Noob Dog we already mentioned. Long story short, he used to be a drug dealer. Now he's just pressed for money. And all of the gang stalkers meanwhile have sepsis. They should see a doctor about it, but they also have the problem that they have blood clots because you know about this kill shot uh, story that they tried to give kill shots to our soldiers, to all of them. The also stalked hero, the Pfizer boss, Burla, somehow turned it around so that he only administered to gang stalkers and none of our soldiers got this horrible stuff. And then lastly, they all drink this liquid cocaine, which was a special production by the Medellin cartel. I'm not sure if they are aware that Pablo Escobar has some connections to the Medellin cartel, you could say, and they tried to kill his son. Somebody, I guess, told him that Pablo Escobar is dead, but he's not dead. He's not in jail. He's better than he's been in years, and especially now that his son is safe. His son has recovered, and they're both fine, and they're wonderful enemies to have, I guess. The junior patrona of the Medellin cartel had to take over because the patrona was stalked so heavily that she just couldn't function anymore. It is really, really terrible if you get hit with this microwave weapons and nobody looked in. You know, the, the people I'm introducing you to, 80% of them are call center agents. Many of them, and this has nothing, nothing against their weight or health status, I'm just saying, you know, if we're talking about the danger level of a person, of these 80%, half of them have diabetes type 2, are heavily obese, and what, you cannot arrest them, or what? Miranda Teabo, this is again getting too long, but I just want to, I'll just quickly rush through it. A lot is said about Miranda Teabo too which is likely Eric Thiabo, so it's also a man who pretends to be a woman. That's their thing. I don't know why they do it. And she stalks at Baylor Rental. And this just reminds me another thing that I wanted to say about Wesley Marks. So Wesley Marks is part of these shared accounts, these 12 shared accounts with Miranda Thiabo. But after he learned from me that Mark is not dead... Apparently, Onision told Wesley Marks, who seems to know Mark or seems to know about Mark and whether he's dangerous or not, um, the second he learned from me that he's not dead and that I contacted him, suddenly this Miranda Teabo started stalking me, not knowing that she was always stalking me or he was always stalking me. So in my mind, he just set this Eric Teabo up for capture and he, Wesley Marks, has additional five 
bank accounts with billions in addition to this dollars, British pounds, euro and Bitcoin. He even has yen. So he's really set up internationally. So he's apparently not planning to share this with anyone. The only ones who have access to these six accounts would be Wesley Marks, but it would not be Wesley Marks because none of these accounts are in his legal name. On his account, the only thing he has is 45,000 euro that he stole from me, from my NBKC account. This was his little inheritance. Then he has a pseudo transaction. He has fake 200k on his account. It's so funny how they fall for their own tricks. You can see that he's doing the same to alleged Indian call center scammers on YouTube with his Kid Boga channel. Onision just uh, put an optical illusion on his account where he sees 200k, but there is no transaction. No transaction, no money. So he sees 245k. Well, it should be more than 45k, actually. It's a euro, so it's like, I don't know, 15 to 25% more. Well, he is hoping that it's 25% more, uh, but that is my money. Yeah, and this Eric Thiebo appears to be the fall guy. I'm also not aware that he has a nurse set up at this time because he's hiding in one of the stalker houses, to my knowledge. In Milwaukee also, I'm not sure if it is so clever of them to all come to Milwaukee. And there are several botted images. He also impersonates the wife of my ex, Simona Fight. So, hmm. There's a ton of potted images. It should be easy to find out how he looks. Whereas everyone who was surveying the stalker house has seen him in person because he was there one time. Mark Heider, another Illuminati from Germany. And that is a deep fake I saw in 2004. He is the basis of a deep fake I saw in 2004 when he was already impersonating my ex Mark Fight. And they're still using the same image. There's a lookup on my website. And during my lookup, they deleted the LinkedIn profile under my fingers. But we got everything there. And you have three images of this Mark Heider also on my website. The Illuminati fake cop. They have look faintly similar. So they don't look, they are not lookalikes. They are not even necessarily look very similar. Just if. Somebody would say, well, tell me, how did the police person look? You would just say enough so that they think it checks out. You would say normal size, normal weight, blue eyes, gray hair, blonde hair, whatever. And this would be then the description that would also apply to the real police person. They impersonate police officers and they use their real names while doing that. And uh, yeah image of one of them is also on the website. Then there's images of John Thiabo. Not much to say about him. Just the same as this Eric Thiabo and uh, Frank Thiabo. Several images and I think one is even unbotted. The crack whore, self-proclaimed crack whore, Anna Minx, is another Onision victim, I would say, because Onision also got her to meet him in real life so that he you know, could ruin her. That is apparently also a comeback. But this episode is really, really getting too long. 
let me what can i do i can just really rush to them or through them you find a lot of information on this anna minx on the website uh, she also has a youtube presence and she allegedly is a part of the worst pedophile movie law enforcement has found to date she is if you are a stalking victim from this mafia part then you would know her as miranda tiabo one she's a dumber one so she would be really easy to recognize like that then the next is chris from chicago he's impersonating little reese we have a ton from him with really lightly uh, changed voice he stalks at amazon and there's the chat he stalks at 988 suicide helpline there's also a chat he stalks at legal action of wisconsin there's a 30 minute call with him as jason j moore he stalks at baylor rentals there's a ton of text messages uh, most importantly there is an image of him of a few days ago where he got food in a place where they feed homeless people and he was really really bothered that i took an image of him and uh, when i saw him again yesterday he immediately looked very shocked when he saw me put his hoodie over his hat and face even though it was a very hot day so that i couldn't take another image but then i played chief keeves um don't like and he reacted heavily to it and uh, yeah you find enough about him because he took over the the identity of the rapper little reese and he has a huge youtube presence and that is how he looks wesley viva is the ex-partner of this anna minx also likely involved in pedophilia and all sorts of scams he also runs hundreds of profiles ton of unbotted images of him on the website he still is in washington he should be really really easy to find and i'm sure they have him that's an ugly person too rodney lester was an amazon employee just a regular team leader as at amazon he got fired for scams and he is now or he is not anymore but he used to be until a few months back Uh, one of the leaders in this spoofed Amazon call center. He is the owner of the fake physical address they give out to the... They always have 500 to 1K victims on this spoofed server. And they need to make sure that Amazon doesn't get knowledge of anything that's happening there. So when they want to complain about the stalking, they get a physical address of the legal team, but it is Rodney Lester's address. A P.O. box and uh, also the numbers are associated. Uh, it's his numbers and really, really nobody knows what happened to him. Shannon Baylor, that is just a random pedophile who also impersonates a police person and he impersonated Shannon Baylor of Baylor Rentals and is involved in my fake eviction and therefore murder attempt on me. So that's a huge problem that I'm sure the army is going to address. Phil Province, we already spoke about his YouTube channel is Jim Browning. And you really get the creepy vibes that he has. And uh, I think that he just got into it uh, through being blackmailed as a pedophile. But he has a fascination with aliens and uh, UFOs and the mafia part. So this uh, street hunt 
victims uh, get told that they were abducted by aliens and all sorts of things. So maybe I underestimate his involvement. He didn't do much to me personally, but he was there at the death hunt and that is enough. Then we have another person who forced himself on a wrestling promotion, Paul Jake. Goes by Jake Paul. That's all I know, really. He didn't stalk me. I just add him based on hearsay from several sources. And then again, a bot check would lead you to more information on that. Random stalkers from Germany, Frankfurt, Offenbach, Hanau. They're just really randoms. They're just randoms. You can look at the images, randoms from a bar. And it's a set of images that uh, my ex Mark prepared for me. And trust me, I think it must be really, really unsettling. He just uh, made this collage or he photoshopped images. He photoshopped on some himself with people for me to look at. If I distrust them or if I recognize them or something, must be really scary if you come across an image where uh, Mark is in it and, well, in any way. There are several images of several. They just look like nasty, mean, low lives. Not more, not less. Easily arrestable. And there's also a female who apparently would like to become Mark's wife without any chance whatsoever. Just look at it in this case. And I will now end this episode. And this is not all of the gang stalkers. I mean, also imagine the classic call center agent. And there are some delivery drivers. So very easily arrestable persons most of the time. I'm sure there are or there were a few more dangerous gang stalkers at some point. But at this time... This is their army. They overlook to have dangerous feet on the street. There is no mafia involvement anymore. A few from a Turkish mafia were involved, but other than a few drug dealers that are not related with any of the leading mafias, no mafia is involved, else I wouldn't talk to you. And you couldn't for years follow these psychopathic, murder attempts on me i would just have a shot in the head in less than two minutes all right have a wonderful rest of your day bye bye